I'm Jesse Parker. And I'm Tommy Niblack. Jesse and I are super excited to share with you episode 13 of The Faith Faith Share, Share, where we ask questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture. On today's episode, Jesse and I tackle the question, where do we find our refreshing? Hope you're ready. Let's get into it. Faith Share. You know what I'm going to do? I was thinking about it today when I was setting all this up. Because my friend, now that she told, now that she said it, I can't not think about it. Yeah. But she was like, every time I watch you cutting that guy's hair on your carpet, I want to throw up. What is wrong with you? Put something down on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) At some point, I'm going to get something that I I can put on the floor that's not going to you know, move around when I walk around so I'm not tripping over here. Uh, that way I don't have to vacuum. Yeah. Do you want those, uh, those, they have those little mats for your, for your chair? chair oh, yeah, yeah. Chair. I should do that. Oh, I should do that. The plastic, like, runners. Yeah, the, the thick plastic runner, yeah. yeah. But every time I, every time I set up now, I think about... And every time I set this up, I think about that. I hear her saying, I'm vom- I want to vomit in my mouth. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yo, so I have to say, uh, I think the last, not the last one, but the, the, the faith chair before last, I mentioned that we were going to do better in 2020. And, uh, the Lord bless me through some family members uh, with a new laptop. So we won't have any craziness happening with the laptop during the uh, podcast. So thank the Lord. Thank you, uh, Jesse and family. So we good. Make it happen. We good. How was your, how was y'all's new year? Good. We, uh, you know, we did a, I guess they call it, I, I had never actually heard of a term like this, but uh, they call it a crossover service at uh, Freedom Point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We hadn't, we hadn't done a, you know, when you grow up in church, man, you do a lot of late night New Year yeah. services, but mm-hmm. we hadn't done one in a, in a few years, so it was kind of fun to do something Me either. Because we don't really do anything big for like New Year's Eve. I mean, yeah. half the time I don't even think we stay up until midnight. Um, and you're younger than me. We definitely don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that we always do, although my wife and I have developed kind of a, a tradition where we, we go out to uh, to IHOP like late. Oh, seriously? Yeah. So, so it was, For New Year's? It was on and popping, too. It, we, were at, we got there like right before the crowd. Yeah. Because we got there like, I think, like 1230. Yeah. So, and then about 30 minutes later, everybody who had gone out to do anything <laughs> for, for the New Year's. All like rolled in, and I was like, I guess it makes sense that I would be one of the few places open all night. It would be just on That's crazy. It was packed, um, but uh, but no, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, doing a service and that's dope. Um, bringing the new year. And it was funny because I felt like the Lord gave me. So we did like segments, right? Yeah. Like worship prayer segment, worship segment, message segment, and then do that again mm-hmm. up in, right up until midnight and then, wow. and then pray and praise in the new year and I felt like the Lord gave me a very like not new year 
message. Yeah. And uh, but what was you funny? You didn't say in 2020 your vision will be clear. Oh. You didn't say that. <laughs> I'm so mad at the, the, the winter uh, retreat that we take our youth to because they did that. Uh huh. I went on the website to look at the registration information to get them ready, and, and sure enough, they had like a pair of glasses on the graphic. And oh like, my word! Y'all just took the easy bait. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, New Year is always about like starting, you know, right. starting, ending strong, starting strong, new things. You are a new creation, like all that yeah. kind of stuff gets echoed a lot. And this was a very different message. And uh, but then what was cool was the other pastor who did the other message segment. His his message was like my message 2.0. Like, oh, okay. Like I did my piece, and then he kind of took it to like the next step of that, That's that thought up. process. So we were both kind of like, that's so cool, you know, and I was, I like, you know, it, you don't always feel that every week, Yeah. you know, that like, oh man, the Holy Spirit just really organized this whole right. service, like made everything just mesh, mesh together. But every once in a while, you know, it, it works it like, like while, yeah. you're like, oh man, the worship songs all lined right up with that's right. the message topic today. And that's crazy because like, we don't sit down and talk about that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just call those, those just little reminders. That's like the Lord just tapped me on the, on the shoulder. And yeah, you do hear me, son. Yeah. So, so me and the pastor, like that. we were laughing about that. We're like, you know, it's, just, it's nice sometimes. He just reminds us, yeah, you, I mean, you do hear, us, hear me. And uh, so that was one of those services. So it was a lot of fun. That's dope. And John T was sick, he told me. Oh, man. I didn't realize how, like, him and Sandra, uh, both oh, Sandra too? Yeah, they both showed up with masks on Jeez. and everything. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, you guys still want to do this service because Jen wasn't feeling good either. Oh and my I'm gosh. Like, I'm do it. So he, you know, he up there and he like, he wouldn't let anybody else use his mic. Right. Side note for all, <laughs> for all of you, <laughs> if you sit, man, clean your mic. Clean afterwards. that joint, please. Um, but uh, he, he told me afterwards, like, he was throwing up that oh, night and, word. like, the next day. And I was like, oh, you got the flu flu. Like, yeah. You didn't just get a little cold. I think Jane just got a little cold, and then she passed it to me. I'm just getting over it, so. But it wasn't, like, a full-on flu, yeah. you know. Thank God. It's, yeah, everybody. There's a lot of people getting sick. Oh, man, yeah. Right now. Well, I didn't, I didn't know this until my sister, who works in medical field, told me, but... Like the flu shot only covers like three strains of flu. Like they just pick like the three primary Perfect. strains. So like it's definitely not a guarantee at all that you're. That you're so you'll get the other, the yeah, other, the other flus, flus right? <laughs> I'm like, so what's the point? I mean, I guess it's free, but so whatever. But that's crazy. <laughs> so what are we getting into today? So I thought, I thought it'd be fitting, you know, especially in the new year, right? New resolutions, everybody trying to change their life and do better and, and all that kind of stuff to talk about something that is, it's, it's still very much like a, a thought process that is in, in process for yeah. me. Um, it's something though that I've just been feeling, you know, conviction about. And so I, I thought it would be a good topic to kind of dive into and, and that's just this question of like, where do we find our refreshing? Mm. And um, kind of the idea of it and the challenge I've been feeling in my personal walk, it's just like, there's so many promises mm -hmm. in, in scripture and you see it so many different places about like, you know, refreshing the Lord and rest in the Lord and come to me who are weary and downtrodden and, mm -hmm. um, you know, 
so many of the Psalms talking about just meditating on the Lord day and night and all these different kinds of things, right? And and yet we turn to like every, anything and everything else other than the Lord when we need refreshing. Okay. Right? You come home from a stressful, hard day of work. Like the Lord is the last person we turn to. Mm-hmm. Like we we turn on the TV. We you know turn on some music, even if it's even it may be praise and worship music, but it's not the Lord that's refreshing. It's the music, mm-hmm. right? And and just the fact that we have become so uh, comfortable and um, more than comfortable, I think, just uh, consistent in turning to things other than the Lord for our expression. And, and and I think where the, the double-edged conviction for me has been is that those things are also huge time wasters, right? Okay. So, like, if I get in the habit of watching TV or watching a movie um, to, like, unwind and relax, well, that's, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours of my day that yeah. just went into uh, an activity that has... Like no real value. Yeah. And you know, in terms Nothing of constructive, really came yeah, from like, it. Like my real commitment for 2020 is like I. It's been way too long that I've been talking about writing this book. Nice. Um, and the reason it's not written is because I haven't had the self discipline to cut out the time wasters in my life. Gotcha. And I realize that a lot of that is because I turn to entertainment for my rest and relaxation, and it just eats up so much of your day. It eats up so much of your time. Yeah. And, and it's like, do we really think that watching a television show is going to provide us with more refreshing than spending some time in God's presence? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I think some of that also comes down to how we misunderstand what it looks like and means and, and um, operates in spending time with God. Yeah. Right? Like on, on New Year's, I was encouraging people. Um, we were looking at the passage in Luke chapter two, the Christmas story, where the angel shows up to the, the shepherds and you know declares that the Messiah is being born and that you'll find him in Bethlehem, right? And and just looking at like if it had just been like another shepherd who came and told the shepherds this, like they wouldn't have had the same reaction. <laughs> but it was this angel that showed up, and the Bible says that it showed up with the the radiance of God's glory. Mm-hmm. And so we, we took that idea of there's something to be said about bringing the good news with radiance and then looking at uh, Moses when he came down off of the mountain. And because he had spent 40 days and 40 nights in, in God's presence and in communication with him, he had a radiance. He, he had a, a radiance, a literal glowing of his face. Yeah. Um, and, and that that's that's one of the elements that's missing in our testimony to the world is that we're just saying words but we're not spending time with God and so our testimony and the good news is not going forth with any kind of glory or radiance that would cause people to react positively to it okay um, I just, see just like the shepherds did yeah. like they the, the, the angel did not give them a command from the Lord but on their own accord, out of a reaction to this word that had been given in the glorious radiance of God, uh-huh. the angel, they went and they found Jesus, and then they went and they told, the Bible says they told everyone. Mm-hmm. They told everyone about what they had seen and what they had heard, and that everyone they told was astonished at this, at this event, right? And so it's just this idea of like, do we really spend time with God or are we just 
just regurgitating facts. You know, just um, speaking words. Yeah. Um, and they have no impact and no power because we don't spend time with God. And the fact that spending time with God, I think a lot of times we don't look at it as a refreshing time because we go about it with an agenda, mm. right? It's like, when I, spend, yeah, when I spend time with the Lord, like I, my goal is to, you know, finish this devotional or read three chapters of the Bible or get through my prayer list of intercession for people mm-hmm. and to name all the people who need things and to pray for them for God. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's time with the Lord, but it's not refreshing time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And... So I've just been studying about what it looks like to just sit and and rest and be refreshed in God's presence. Like, what what is the act, what is the activity on my part that brings me into those places that we see promised in Scripture? The being covered in the shadow of His wings, Him being our strong tower, yeah. our our steady place in the storm. You know, Him being the the rock of ages. The you know all these different promises. And how do I tap into that provision of the Lord? And it's really more about being with the Lord. That's where the be, be still and know that I'm God comes into play. Like how many times do we just take time and just rest with God? And, and, I, and I really feel that I think that we have access to such an, an incredible uh, play, like just place and moment of yeah. being refreshed yeah. by the presence of God in ways that nothing in the world ever could. You know, it's like instead of having to come home and drink a glass of wine because that's the thing that unwinds me or, you know, or turn on my favorite television show or watch a movie or play a game or read a book or put on some music, whatever, you know, hit the punching bag, go to the gym, you know, what? and again, it's like none of those things are, it's not a question of good or bad. I mean, obviously it could be because some people, you know, go too far with alcohol or yeah. use drugs. And it's, it's all a quest for the same thing. It's all a quest right. for peace and refreshing. We're all, we're all trying to escape or unwind from the stress of our life, right? But it's a question of, of degree. Like, does that thing become more important to me living my life than, than spending time in God's presence? And if it does, nothing has become an idol and it's become a god. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I feel like personally in my life, I've allowed entertainment to become an idol in my life. Got you. And it's using up way too much of my time, and it's replacing God as my refresher. Mm-hmm. Right. My my. If I want to be refreshed, if I want to find, uh, you know, energy and, and passion and. Uh, strength for what lies ahead or release from the cares of life that came upon me that day. Yeah. I'm turning into too many other places and not turning to God. Yeah. Who's the one who says that cast your cares upon me and my yoke is easy and my burden is light and all these promises that we quote but are we practicing them in our life? And, and, and experiencing the refreshing and the freedom and the strength that comes from that. I think it's a lot of reason why so many Christians and people in ministry are so burned out. <laughs> is that we're doing, 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 and then we're, you know, engaging in artificial refreshing yeah. that is too ineffective and uh, temporary to really uh, help us in the long run. Or no refreshing. Or, or, yeah, or, yeah, or no refreshing. Yeah, not some. I mean, I've had some conversations recently with uh, some people in ministry and leaders, and, and it's just like the idea of having an actual Sabbath is like, it's not foreign to them, but they just don't see how it's possible. Right. 
like, work it's not through possible. it. Push it's like, through this, it. This, I have this, this, and like, what day am I gonna do? Like, you yeah. just, you gotta pick a day and you gotta protect it. Yeah. Like, that's that. You, it's all you can do. Like, keep don't, doing, keep going. Yeah, don't have any ministry commitments on this right. day. Like, you're just gonna. If that means you have to change the rhythm of your church, like, it's gonna be better off in the long run. You yeah. do that, right? But it's like, but we're not spending. We're not just spending time with God. And we've replaced his promises of refreshing and strengthening with all of this other stuff. I think that, I, first of all, I appreciate the, um, uh, that's what the faith share is. We're just here to be honest and, and share what we, not only what we're going through, but what we're learning. And um, thank you for sharing that about um about what you're seeing and about, and about what you want to see in your in your personal life in in 2020, I feel the exact same way that there are things that um, uh, and for me personally, it was it was Facebook and the Lord. Um, I feel like the Holy Spirit dealt with me a while ago to you know take some time off of social media, um, but add that to my daily routine like so I set a timer and the whole night you know what I'm saying just to like this is the time that I'm not going to be on social media yeah um because uh, uh, I could say you know I'm a pictures guy if I see pictures and I get caught up yeah but it's not just pictures on on Facebook you know what I mean so right. uh it's it's everything and all of that stuff is a is a they're time suckers and they can also turn into like what you said our default, and I was thinking about that um, today, is something that I thought about, I've been thinking about for a long time, but it, it popped in my mind again today, that our default has to be the leading of the Holy Spirit and yeah. falling and, and being aware of the presence of God that's in us instead of calling our friend or going to the bottom or going to the gym. All that stuff, he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. We have those things, mm -hmm. but he sh should always be our default. We fall back on him first, and then whatever the Holy Spirit is telling us to do, then we do that. But we can't do that. We can't even know what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do if we're not in if we're not in relationship with him. Right. It's like how can I know what my wife wants if I don't ever talk to her? Right. Right. What is the Bible says? But the sheep know my voice. Right. How do you get to know his voice? Relationship. Relationship. Yeah. Spending time with him. I was encouraging the people at the New Year's Eve service. Like we have to, we have to redefine our prayer time. You don't get to know someone's voice if all you do is go in front of them and you talk. Right. Right. That, we we pretend that those times with the Lord help us get to know Him and right. we don't at all. Because we're not actually taking the time to get to know Him. Yeah. We're just getting letting Him get to know us. And he already knows. He us. already knows us. Yeah, so it's like, when's the last time we went into our time of prayer and we just sat and listened? Yeah. That's what, that's how you're going to learn to know his voice, right? And I was this, telling and somebody. That's the time of that. That's, that's the place where that refreshing comes. What do you think? Because I, I, I've never talked to you about this, but I'm, I'm curious to, to uh, hear your thoughts on it. But I was telling somebody the other day, because we were talking about this whole idea about uh, spending time with God and and um, and just being in relationship with Him and and finding out what His rhythm is, like what uh, the message says, finding out the rhythms of life as as it pertains to how Christ walked. Right. Um, 
And I was like, well, it harkens back to what, what David said. If we delight ourselves in the Lord, then he'll give us the desires of our heart. Um, and I was telling him, because he was like, nah, yeah, I'm, I, I just want to be closer to God so I can, um, he basically in so many words said, so I can, you know, get what he has for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's not what we really mean. We really mean so we can get what we want. And we interpret that verse as yeah, that's how we interpret it. our desires instead of getting to know him so well that we know exactly what it is he wants for us. And then we start to ask for those things. Or or if if I'm someone who delights in the Lord, yeah. then the desires of my heart are going to be the things of the Lord. That's right. But we take that verse to be like, oh, if, if, if I love God or if I serve God. You yeah, don't give me what I want. Me, yeah, the, the, my desire right. of my heart is like no, and that's not the inference of yeah, no. If if I'm a person who delights in the Lord, then my desires are going to change. That's right. They're going to be desires for the Lord and for the kingdom and for His people, and and that's when He's going to. Yeah, it's like yeah. Again, we take that out of context, and we've talked about some of those those. Uh, Traditions of teaching in the past about how they've missed the mark on interpreting some of those some of those scriptures, you know, and it's just like Yeah <laughs> But wouldn't you do that with like the closer you get to Genesis your wife the more you realize The more you realize oh my god This is what she needs, right? This is what I'm going to do to Fulfill that right. need the, to the best of my ability, and vice versa. She right. does the same thing. Not, oh my God, this is what I want from her. Right. And if I do this, then maybe I can get her to do that for yeah, me. Yeah, right. Yeah, we don't appreciate. We we, we, we don't would appreciate it. that. We don't, and we don't approach it that way. We right. don't think of it that way. Like because we don't get to we, we get to know people that we love because we love them, because not we because love of them. what we can get from them. That's right. I mean, at least you know. I mean, there's people who I thought do that, but. Right. Someone who genuinely, <laughs> genuinely loves someone, you you set about getting to know them. Yeah. And and your desires and their desires change as a result of that relationship. That's right. Right. But because we we come to God with so much, uh, so many motivations and reasons um, for it's like we we need to have some return on our investment. <clears throat> that we, we have these wrong motivations. Like there was a pastor recently who, who posted this, um, and it's actually a great collection of it. I think he pulled it from a book by Wendell Smith, actually, Pastor Wendell Smith, <clears throat> about giving and, mm-hmm. and and you know just understanding that scripturally, like tithing, giving tithes and offerings is definitely a part of the New Testament church and all that kind of stuff, right? And it was like a great list, <clears throat> but in the back of my mind, I also know some of the stuff that this church particular church does and I'm like I'm like but what you don't see in any of these scriptures is these these no limits next level right. you know uh, breakthrough uh, giving things that are like based sure. on you know manipulation and they're all based on the, this idea which is if I give then at another level to. then God is going to give me all right. these things that I don't have right now mm-hmm. and that becomes the motivation for giving and that's the wrong motivation God is not going to honor that and so even even if that was how those verses and promises work, they're not going to work because our heart is wrong. Heart and that's the part we continually miss about God wrong. is He's not falling for our gamemanship. He's no. not. 
He doesn't care about what we do on the outside. Nope. He sees into our heart. And so he doesn't care that I spend, quote unquote, spend, so you can't see my hands, quote unquote, <laughs> spend time with, with him in prayer or devotions or Bible reading or whatever. He's looking at our heart. And if my heart is, it. If my heart is just one of duty, if my heart of, is of uh, these are the three steps the Bible told me I need to do, right. or that my pastor told me I need to do if I want to, you know, be able to get a Mercedes business next year, right. or, um, you know, this, these are the things I have to do to qualify myself for the promises of all the blessings. He sees all that and right. that invalidates everything that we're doing. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's, the, there's an incredible refreshing if we would just get to the point where I'm just going to spend time with God because I love God. Because I love him, right? And yeah. I want what he wants. Yeah, and or at least I want to get to know him well enough to to, to find out to what it is to want what he right. Wants. I was talking with Cal yesterday, and that's this that's the exact conversation we were having. Oh yeah, um, about you know all this stuff is not for our lives here to be better than other people's lives in the sense of material. Yeah, but it's all to help us understand that while we're here on earth, while we're ambassadors here on earth, the hope is not for more stuff, but that at the end of this, we get heaven. Right. And so- Store up your treasure. Right, to tell people that, oh my God, if, you, if, you're, if you're tithing like that, just, you just wait, because God's gonna come in, he's gonna come through with that house, he's gonna come through with that, and, and we fall back on those things so that we can have this stuff here on earth when the hope of glory that Paul talked about, all it is is heaven. Yeah. And so um, remembering to be refreshed so that while we're here, we have falling back on our default, which should be the Holy Spirit uh, spending time with God, getting to know our best friend better so that we can be more like him. Mm-hmm. Our default, it helps us while we're here. To, to get through, along with the power of the Holy Spirit, to get through all this stuff that we have to face on earth. That's why Jesus said, I'm praying that your faith doesn't fail. Yeah. Not that you get a mansion. I don't want your faith to fail while you're here. Right. Because this world sucks. And I'm, I'm waiting for the day that you can come back to my Father. You can, we can all be together. But until that day, I'm praying that your faith doesn't fail. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was I was talking with another pastor, and he was talking about how he's like, he's like the tough thing is, <clears throat> he was just saying in the in the culture and the tradition that that he ministers in, he's like the problem is, is that the people expect all of this uh, hoopla and yeah. stuff, otherwise they won't give. Yeah. Oh. Right. And so it's like who. Oh. And if they see anything they don't like, they won't give. If they see anything not going the way that they want it to go, they won't give. If, you mean if I don't sing the right song? Yeah, exactly. The church isn't like being successful at something, or if they don't feel like it's growing fast enough, they won't give. It's like, how, how does that help the church? Like, you should give more if the church is struggling and needs, and needs more help, right? But <clears throat> if you have the right heart and right yeah. motivation. And then we are talking about how, uh, like, when, we, when you pray for people, it's like so much of this is, has come out of this need of people to be tickled emotionally and, and again, to, to find our satisfaction, our refreshing, our life change in 
in temporary emotional highs outside of the Lord. You right? are stepping and on toes. Before you were just talking about yourself. <laughs> now you're stepping on toes. Well, you're right. You're no different than anybody else I know. Right. I know that you're you right. live in a culture in the church and outside the church that is obsessed and addicted to, to entertainment and yep. whatever type that you happen to be like. But we were talking about how, like, if we even in the church, church entertainment. Oh, oh yeah, and if, yeah. I need to be entertained at church, right? At, right. But uh, we won't. We, that would be all different. Like, we oh, but, um, but we were talking about like if we were really following Jesus's example, like prayer ministry time would look something like this: be healed. No waiting. Your sins, no, your no, sins be forgiven. No continuing you to know, pray for 17 minutes for one you know, person. Before, rise up, right? But but again, and there's times when I've done that, yeah. and I can see in the people's reaction that they are disappointed, that they do not feel like they were ministered to, they do not feel God, they don't, again, quote-unquote, feel. They don't feel God's presence. <laughs> and they're, and so what happens, I, I came to that because I want people to experience God. So then I started praying longer, wow, more God. intense, like, okay, this wow. is basically a mini-sermon slash prayer just so that my prayer builds up your faith to the point where you feel like God did something. Wow. Right? And it's like... <laughs> wow. Again, it's just that it's that emotional need, right? And and we begin to be uh, satisfied by not necessarily false things, right? It's not like in that context. It's a false thing. It's a false. It's like fake gold. Right. Yeah. What, I'm, yeah. what I'm saying is like in that context of like prayer, like nothing I'm saying is right. Right. Gold, right. Right. Like we're still talking and we're still believing and putting our faith in the Lord and so it's yeah. in that way it's not it's not false but it's it's a poor substitution right for God's God's presence because you can't take that him. into the bank yeah it, it's 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 the it's the we want the the emotional satisfaction we want right. the feeling right um and instead of just wanting him and spending enough time with him to know that it doesn't always come with goosebumps and and it doesn't. Uh, uh, actually, can you remember any stories in scripture where someone was healed, but before they got healed, they said, "I feel goosebumps. I feel a warm tingling." Is there any documentation in scripture? Well, Jesus never asked them that question, did he? He didn't. He was never like because he wasn't there. Hands on you. What do you feel? What do you feel? <laughs> He never, he never, he never did that, and I wonder why. I mean, we could speculate because I, personally, of who he was. Personally, he is. yeah, personally, it's because he didn't have any self doubt. Right. He knew what he was. We as ministers do that because we want to justify ourselves. We want to know that something's happening mm-hmm. um, because we don't have that absolute uh, trust that when we say something, that God is going to do it. Yeah. Um, and part of that's because of what we've talked about before. Because we've been taught wrong and understood the scripture wrong. Yes. We have seen God not do it. Yeah. And so then we have to create this whole hoopla to try to understand when he is doing it and when he isn't doing it. And you just said it. It's about what the people, because you you know that the people are looking for yeah, the entertainment factor. Yeah, you do. And, and the thing is, we don't think of it like that, no. right? We don't, we, because then it's it's kind of, it's just like the devil, right? The, the enemy does not come at us 
He does not come at us with like somebody coming to our faith and be like, worship the devil. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we would all dismiss that out of hand. He, right. he comes subtly and, tr- and with tricks and he gets us to, to lower our standard or our guard or get, get one degree off course and then another degree off course little by little with things yeah. that we don't recognize for what they are. So we don't think of it or look at it as entertainment. Exactly. Right. We're just, we think of it like, oh, you know, we just have to just yeah. have to minister in such a way right. that people, you know, feel God's presence and, and are encouraged. Um, but, but again, it's that, that age old, like what you do to get them, you gotta do, you gotta to, do keep to keep them. them. And right. so if that's what you have to do for them to feel God, then that's what you have to always do. Yeah. And, and whether it was authentic to begin with or not, there's no way it could always stay authentic at some point. And that's know, tiring. We're going to be creating a fake presence right. of God, fake moves of God to satisfy people's desires. Um, and, and what does that all come from? It all comes from our obsession with entertainment. Um, that we built up on ourselves. Yeah. It's just as a culture, as a society. And I, I can't help but I, I, you know, and I've mentioned this before because it only blows my mind when I really think about it. Like just the magnitude of, of ministry yeah. and the ministry schedule of, of John Wesley. Like how many times he preached a week for how many years. And we look at like modern day yeah. and none of us would think that, that was possible. And we probably would all tell him that he was actually unhealthy. And how, so how was he able to do that? How was he able to preach like 13 times a week for like 10 years? Yeah. Like, how was he able to do that? And I think it's because he understood how to get to get away with the Lord and be refreshed by God, right? God will give us everything that we need for the thing that he's called us to do. Yeah. The problem is, is that a lot of us feel like we're doing what he's called us to do and we're right, but we don't know how to spend time with him to yeah. be properly refreshed and strengthened to do it. And so even though we're doing what he called us to do, we're, we burn out. Even though we're living the life that he's called us to live in our Christian walk, we're, we're worn out and we're tired and we're stressed and we're unhappy and yeah. we don't have any joy and everything seems to be too much of a burden. So then we get, our faith begins to grow cold and we begin to be upset with God. But the whole time we have access to this incredible presence of God yeah. and we don't know how to tap into it. I, can I say uh, that another reason why uh, in, uh, burnout happens um, because yes, we're doing what God calls us to. Um, but in addition to not spending the time that we need to to be refreshed by Him, we do what He's called us to do um, in our own strength. Yeah, and thinking that- thinking that this is how, and it goes back to what God told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy, where He said. I'm the one that gives you power to get wealth. If you forget mm. that it was me. And he gave them the warning after that. Right. He's like, I'm the one that gave you the power to get wealth. So we have to remember, okay, God, this is how you want us to do it. And like you said, because you felt like that person didn't get what they needed in that prayer, you up the ante to give them what they needed instead of just be healed in the name of Jesus, and boom, that's it. Because that's the grace that we we are living under to function under. Mm-hmm. Not the extra stuff because I think, well, they need it. So, And I think the burnout comes from, from doing the stuff that God never told us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or adding on to what yeah. he 
we, he said do this. Now we're adding on to because yeah. um, uh, there's a there's a pastor. Uh, I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Cordero uh, from Hawaii. He said the enemy knows he'll never be able to get me to drink, you know, get drunk, do drugs, cheat on my wife. I'm not going to lie to anybody, but he can trick me into doing more than what God asked me to do. Because mm-hmm. we're only responsible to do what God asked us to do. Yeah. But a lot of us, in the name of ministry, go further than what God said. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where burnout comes in. Um, think, think of, think of uh, how the story would have turned out if Peter, when Jesus called him out of the boat, Instead of sinking, not only did he walk up to Jesus, but ran past him. And Jesus had to be like, hey, I told you to come to me, <laughs> not run past me, not run ahead of me. You know what I'm saying? Show up. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. It, yeah, doing more than what we're supposed to do, uh, not doing what we're supposed to do, and doing what we're supposed to do without tapping into God's provision. Yeah. I just had this conversation with a friend of mine, uh, Javen, actually, who is on, you know, he was on uh, the podcast. Uh, well, it hasn't been released yet, but it's coming up. This is going to be the next one. Next week, yep. Yeah, so this Monday, it'll be the one where we had uh, Javen. And uh, so he had his first opportunity to go into um, one of the youth detention centers here in Washington and share it, kind of his story yeah. and his testimony of, of his childhood and, and his struggles and and uh, with you know the criminal justice system and you know coming out of that and all that yeah, kind of stuff, right? That's dope. Um, and uh, you know, so he was <laughs> he was kind of antsy beforehand, and then yeah. afterwards, as we're driving back and we're kind of debriefing on it, he's like, "Is this is this how it always is for you?" And I'm like, "I'm like, yeah." And and my wife and I have and I have had that conversation too. Like, I I would be, well, I am suspect and suspicious of any minister who says that they'd never get nervous. Right. Because right. This, this is how I look at it. At the point where I can go up on a platform and preach a sermon without being nervous at right. all, I, I have come to the point where I believe that I can do it on my own. That's right. And that's a hard reason right. The conversation I had with him and the conversation I had with my wife was like, there should always be a little bit of nerves because there should always, we should never lose that place in our heart where we understand that in the end, I cannot do this the way I'm supposed to without you, God. That's right. And because of that, there is always going to be a level of unknown. Right. To any sermon that I preach, any worship set yeah. that I lead, you know, whatever, anything that we do in ministry, there's always going to be a level of unknown. We can trust that it's going to be good, but because we don't know exactly what that's going to look like, right. there should always be some little butterflies in our stomach. Always. We should never lose that, right? I know he's with me, but I, at the same time, I know I still need him yeah. in order for this to be anything yeah. like it's supposed to be. Exactly. And, and, and we've all had that happen. I, yeah. I know you've probably had it happen where you have a whole set playing every Sunday, every and it Wednesday. turns into a different song. Or, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't realize yeah. we were going to sing one song for 20 minutes after the first song. Like, every Sunday, every know, Wednesday. Yep. You know, we, I, I know, uh, you know, Pastor Wes, myself, other pastors I know have had that time when you have a whole sermon laid out and then 10 minutes before, you know, service starts, God tells you to throw it out the window yep. and go up and we got to go up there and totally just follow his lead and, and wing it because he just wants to remind us that this is all about him yeah. and that we have to trust him. And or even in the, even in the plan sets, 
I still get nervous because I'm like, okay, Lord, this we, I know you don't need this, but we're doing it for you in order to help people remember uh, how awesome you are, how mighty you are, and that you're always with them. Please help me not to get in the way yeah. of that reminder. Yeah. And, and I'm always like, Ugh. Yeah. That's the other place where the nervousness probably should come in is, is we if we ever lose the recognition that we're capable of messing it up. Right. <laughs> and then right. we think that we're so good and so perfectly able to follow his will that, that everything's going to go perfectly smooth, then then we we lost it. We missed it. Right? And, I perfectly uh, follow the will of God. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Right? I mean, that's really no, there's, probably, there's no real difference between that and the pride of thinking that I can do it on my own. Oh, absolutely. Um, 100%. It's, yeah, so there should always be that little level of, of nervousness that comes that comes with it, you know? And Gosh. so it's like when we're, when we're ministering with him, in him, through him, by him, yeah. right? Um, then then, then we, we are tapped into his strength, right? That scripture, God will never give you more than you can handle. People taking that out of context. I think Completely. we've talked about that before, right? That, Did we? That, that verse, we maybe in passing, but that verse is in the context of with him. Yes. Like, I think we all can attest that this life can be a whole heck of a lot more than we can handle without him. Right. I don't know how people who don't know the Lord function every day. I really don't. Listen, and he, he's the one... And he, even in that verse, he says, I'll, I'll provide yeah. a way of escape yeah. for when those times are tempted. But I, I love, I, I can't remember if it's Peter or John that said, um, and I can't believe I didn't think about it until just now, but it's in him that we live and move and have our being. Right. Like, there's the whole refreshing thing right there. And that's not to say, and I, and I don't think that you're saying that, um, and, and you did actually say Facebook is not bad. Um, going to the gym, boxing yeah. is not bad. And, all and, and that's like that. the trick of it. Right. Is this, it, it's not a question of good versus right. bad. Because if it was a question of that, yeah. it's a much easier choice and right. recognition for us. The enemy doesn't come at us like that. Right. He's not going to be like, oh, you know what? You shouldn't be praying in the morning. You should be at the strip club. Like, <sighs> that, that, that net is probably not going to catch most of this. And he knows that. Like, But what he can get right. to do is... Right. You know, is lose the sight of just being with the Lord yeah. and only doing those things out of out of duty, out of obligation, yeah. out of this is the do, 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 do. even being quiet. I, I was listening to a podcast. Um, Clay Scroggins just came out with a book. He's uh, one of the pastors uh, for North Point. He's a, a pastor at one of the North Point campuses in uh, Georgia. But his first book was How to Lead When You're Not in Charge. Mm-hmm. This next book, uh, the book that's coming out now, is about being quiet. And he did a whole lot of research um, on what happens when we fail to just be in silence mm-hmm. sometimes. And uh, everything from not being in touch with your emotions to all, all, all kinds yeah. of stuff, not knowing yeah. why you do things. Yeah. And in those times, he was saying... Uh, there are preachers that he knows, pastors that he knows, that won't even be in the car without something, music or something happening, because yeah. they're afraid to just be with their thoughts. And yeah. even in those times, that's when God is like, just be quiet and let me talk to you. Yeah, and, and that's when we get to know his voice. Right. Yeah. It's like, and so, yeah, I mean, my challenge to everyone watching and when you listen to this podcast is 
take a really hard look at, at your rhythms of life. Because even, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, worship music is amazing. Yeah. But I, I think a lot of us have become addicted to the refreshing that comes from the music. Right. We worship the music. And it's not necessarily instead. about the Lord. Right. Right. It's about the music. Oh, the music calms me down. The music yeah. brings me into the. Right. It's like, but we, we have to stop substituting even good things and things that are of the Lord for the Lord. Well, because what happens Don't when. Don't worship the creation, worship, worship the creator, creator right? What, what happens when your stereo system in your car is broken? What happens when your battery on your phone is dead and you can't yeah. pull up iTunes? Like you, all these things, like you said, are substitutions. They will never be a replacement for the one constant yeah. in our in our life, which yeah. is which is Christ. And yeah. they, they, I've seen I've seen this meme anyway. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. I'm assuming that it is an actual quote from David Platt. But he says something along the lines of Love you know, play. what what happens when the cushy chairs are gone yeah. and there's no more AC and the screens and all the yeah. decorations on the stage and all of that is gone. And he says, would the word of God still be enough for his people to gather? And I think the same can be said of That's like our, our time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. If all the music was gone mm-hmm. and the, the devotions and yep. we didn't have, if we were like some people in third world countries who yeah. don't have written scripture, mm-hmm. if all of that was gone, would spending time in God's presence be enough for us? Yeah. And, and we have to ask ourselves those questions because yeah. we have access to so much. We have much that can distract yeah. us. And even things that are good, even things that are of the Lord can become distractions from tapping into the one thing we need to be tapped into, which is God himself, not the things of God, not things created by God or by the people of God, him. And it's very much like we're happy to sit in the outer courts. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, everybody was able to go to the outer courts. Jesus didn't come and die for us to go to the outer courts. Everyone was already able to go to the outer courts. That's why he ripped and blasted Yeah, he wants us to be in the Holy of Holies. You can come to And there's nothing in the Holy of Holies except for the presence of God. Listen, it's it's one of those things that even I've had to discipline. And you have to discipline yourself, like like you said. Yeah. It's a discipline. It takes discipline. I've had to start, like, purposefully saying, all right, turn the music off yeah. no music and I'm just going to sit here and and meditate on you yeah. and talk to you and listen to yeah. you what are you saying to me what 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 is it you want it's to like do? a diet yeah and most of us cannot just go to cold turkey right so what I what I've begun to try to do and my wife was like what the heck a couple of months ago she comes up and, and we're in the room and I didn't have the TV on I was reading a book yeah. And anybody who knows me, I, so I used to love to read, and then I went to law school, and it literally that killed your blew reading. Up my joy of reading. It's been really hard for me to like read books since then. Yeah. And I also kind of have a thing in my heart where I'm like, I look at the church and the state of the church right now, and it makes me distrust those who are these prominent leaders in the church. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do I really want to read your book if this is the state of the church that you're supposedly leading right now? Like, do I want to read your book? Right? So I've had some personal stuff I'm going to get over in some of that, right, and find the right, you know, the right You got to read David Platt's latest book. Yeah, I like David Platt, Ooh, right? Francis so Chan. Yeah. Um, you know, Andy Stanley's stuff is really good. Um, but so, you know, I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna turn the TV off and start yeah. reading. Well, that's not where I want to be. Right. But I understand that I'm probably not going to be able to just cut off. The, right. It's like getting over any kind of addiction. Right. You got to wean yourself off. Wean yourself so, off. You know, whatever you identify, whatever you felt convicted about, as we talked about this, because I know some stuff came up in your hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. Like, um, just 
take some steps to begin. Yeah. Like for me, I want to, I just want to get myself used to having the TV off. Yeah. And then as I get more used to that, then I can transition from having yeah. a book or, you know, having music on or whatever to actually having silent times with the Lord. So, and not being afraid in the silence. Yeah. And uh, not having, yeah. not having an agenda in the silence. Not having an agenda in the silence. Just be quiet. There's a reason why David, I believe it was David, that said, be still and know that I'm, that I'm the Lord. Mm-hmm. There's something in not doing anything and just, just being with the creator, mm-hmm. just being with the creator. And, uh, when I first started doing it, I was scared. I was like, when I first started just purposefully being in silence, scared, I was like, what am I going to hear? What's what's gonna happen? What am I gonna feel? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's even um, a process in that yeah. of quieting your mind. Yeah. Because then also you're you're thinking yeah. about your day and your yep. schedule, and it's like mm-hmm. whoa, 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 Like we even have to learn how to rein in our yeah. minds. But but there's something there. There's something. There. There's something there that we see in scripture that we are not tapping into because we've lost this art yeah. of of quietness of of when 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 David talks about meditating on the word mm-hmm. we don't really understand we think that just means like studying the bible and that's yeah. not what it's about at all it's, about it's being in a quiet time and and mulling over and yeah. processing this these teachings of God and what mm-hmm. do they mean for us and and what do they mean for my life and, yeah. and allowing the Holy Spirit to show us the areas where we've been missing it yeah. and that's some of the stuff that we're yeah. scared of seeing and scared you, of hearing you, you said it earlier you said it he's gonna oh show me all this stuff that I already know you, that's it. <laughs> I, I, meant, I meant to say something about that, but you said it earlier. You just reminded me. That's the reason for scripture. That's the reason why we have it. Not so that we can get stuff here, mm. but so that he can change us while we're here. Yeah, that's good. And we don't want to put... Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> so when, so I preach my church... West and, and this other guy in the church, Scott. Yeah. I love to yell that out, and they know dang well. Are I you don't, serious? I don't preach off of a, a, like a written out yeah, transcript. Yeah, yeah. It's like bullet points of scripture, yeah, yeah. and that's it. Everything else is Holy Spirit. So they know I'm not going to be able to repeat myself. So he was preaching this last Sunday. He said something really good. So I yell out from the front row, "Say it again!" And he just lost me. He's like, "You know I can't say it again. You know I have no idea what I just said." That's a shame. That is a shame. Oh my gosh! Like play the tape back. <laughs> Rewind it real quick. Then I'll then I'll say. It. Oh my gosh. But no, it's it's absolutely true. And in those quiet times, we get to hear. Remember what you read the other day. Remember what you heard. This is what I want to work. This is the light I want to shine. Uh, I mean, this is the area I want to shine the light. Yeah. Because you, can't, I, I don't want you. And he does it so lovingly. That's, I, that's I don't what I want you say. to be like that. And it's anymore. not even, it's, and it's, that's not that. all that that yeah. time will be. I, yeah. I don't know about you, but I found that, like, in the times when I've when I've been able to put this into practice, yeah. he is the most incredibly loving and affirming yeah. person. You yeah. think what you're going to get is this list of all the right. stuff you've been doing wrong, right. son, you've been missing it, and finally you're here to listen to me because I got this list of right. transgressions that we need to. He's fix. not a do and don't guy. Yeah, he's, he doesn't. He's, he comes with yeah. me. I, I love, I love you. you. You're amazing. I believe yeah. in you. You know, you can you can do better. You can do more than right. you think you can do. Like it's always so. Like I yeah. always come away from my time with the Lord. Like so. Uh, again, I'm refreshed because I'm energized because I've tapped into how He sees me, 
And if that doesn't energize you and strengthen you and remove all those weights of guilt and shame yeah. and, and self-judgment and self-loathing that we carry around, nothing's going to, yeah. but it does. And then all of a sudden you're light, yeah. you're free, you're strong, and you can go about what God has called you to do mm-hmm. with a different level of fervor and effectiveness. So what do you think about people that it's not enough for them that God sent Jesus to be the answer for their uh, not only eternal death uh, without him and now they have life and there's no more gap between them and God anymore what do you think about folks that for them that's not enough like they need more than that I, I don't think that's possible Yeah. I, I think that if, if you are actually in that kind of place yeah. with God you're, you're not going to feel any lack or need I think that there's people who, again, have, because we've substituted external things, mm-hmm, we've substituted mm-hmm. layers of the, of the, the, the temple mm-hmm. for actual, actually being in his presence. Yeah. And we imagine that we're far more intimate than, with him than we are. Yeah. A lot of this happens in the worship mm-hmm. world because mm-hmm. we think that because we're worshipers and because we write worship songs and yeah. because we spend all of our time worshiping when really all we're actually doing is playing music and singing songs. We're just singing. That we're intimate right. with God. Right. But if there's still a dissatisfaction, the Bible clearly tells us right. that in God there's no dissatisfaction. Right. There's, he says if wow. he satisfies us, we will never We're thirst good. again, That's we will right. never hunger again. That's right. So if, if I was really actually in that place where mm-hmm. there was no separation, where I just kind of dwell in the in the holy of holies, in, in, you know, in His throne room all mm-hmm. the time, there, there would be no, there would be no need or, yeah. or lack in me or or hunger for something else. I would be yeah. fully satisfied. And this, uh, that is, that's, that's, I was just talking to Cal about this yesterday. We were talking about the Mount of Transfiguration and, yeah. and how we, and I'm, I'm a worship pastor, um, and I'm probably, there are probably some other people out there who, who haven't, who have the same understanding that I do, uh, about worship, um, and how it's not about singing, but it's literally about our lifestyle, uh, before God which bespeaks of our worship to God. Um, But we were talking about how Jesus even made it very clear to Peter on the Mount of Transfiguration. Hey, bro, I don't want you to stay here in this, what you think is a magnanimous moment. But because of what you've seen and experienced with me, I want you to go. Yeah. And let me use you in that new and that now new revelation that you have of right. who I am. Right. Um, but we don't want to do that. We want to stay in the. And we were the reason why we we're talking about this is because if we stayed there, if we stayed in those soaking times, yeah. so, so to speak, then how can we? How can the fruits of the spirit ever be manifest in our life? Right. Right. Because we're not engaging with other people we're not definitely not engaging with people who don't know christ yeah yeah it's it's like we i've mentioned this before a good friend of mine joel coined coined it in in a a very in your face type of way and yet it is so true yeah it's spiritual masturbation yeah it is it's 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 the it's the false fantasy version of the real thing yeah it can bear no fruit that's amazing when you, I was like, I was like, really, that was such a Joel way to put it. I was like, really, dude? But the more I thought about it, I was like, bruh. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it actually, 
actually, if you think about the analogy, it actually really applies. It's based on it's based on a fake version of God's Gosh. presence. It it can't it can't reproduce. Right. Right. It's right. not actual God created. You know, uh, intercourse for the progenation of, of the race, like right. none of that, right? And right. so it's like, it, that really is what it is. We get, right. we get these moments that feel good and then we want to stay there, but it's, it's, it's something fake. It's something right. false. It's something that can't produce any actual right. fruit. It's something that's not impacting the world. And so it's not, it's not real. It's, well, you said it, Jesus, if you're looking for, if you're, if you're really a Christ follower, then you are looking at the example that Jesus said. Right. When he prayed for people, it was you're healed, you're forgiven. Mm -hmm. It wasn't this whole entertainment laden thing. It was just boom. And uh, somewhere we've missed, somewhere we've missed it. And and it's it's probably because of what you said, you know, we, our default has become these fake sources of refreshment, these fake sources of, um, of, of dealing with life yeah. and, uh, and not going back to him and realizing, you know what, if I am going to lay hands on the sick and they recover, then I'm just going to lay hands on them and then that's it. Yeah. I'm not going to do this whole uh, uh, dog and pony show, right. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but yeah. And we, we may have to, this might be a good one for another, another podcast, but... Um, and and this is this is tough for me sometimes to, mm-hmm. to talk about because I'm I'm married to a worship leader, but yeah. also understanding like in, I be one in the context of the <laughs> New Testament yeah. and even in the Old Testament, there's not a lot of conversation about worship. There isn't. You don't even see Jesus doing it. There isn't. Once. He, there was prayer and there was fasting, but you don't see any. There's only a little little tiny. Well, Paul said, "Sing a new song and encourage you. Sing songs." Um, songs, hymns, and spiritual songs to eat, to the Lord, but for each other. Yeah, like to encourage each that's other. That's like the only mention, and we've made it such a huge part of our Humongous. our Christian walk. Such a huge part of our Christian culture. Such a that's huge right. part of our church, Sunday churches. Like yeah. you have to wonder again: Have we taken the worship? And the music and the experience of all that and use it as a substitute yeah. for being quiet and with the Lord. Yeah. Like Jesus did. He went away. He went, he away. went away from the crowd. So you're right. Well, if we look at Jesus, yeah. we don't see worship being a huge part yeah. of he worshiped and praised God in his, in his lifestyle. lifestyle. It was just everything that he did, he was thanking yes. the Lord for it and yes. giving God glory for yes. it. And this is, you know, I am because I came from my father and I am in my father, my father. Like that was his praise and worship. It yes. wasn't, it wasn't that he went away and sang some songs. Yes. Right. Yeah. It was that he went away and he fasted and he prayed and he spent time alone with the Lord. What would you have me do? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what Paul, Paul wound up saying that this is being a living sacrifice. That is our true worship. Mm-hmm. Like hearing what the Holy Spirit says. Yeah. And then doing it. Whatever he created you to do, and I think we talked about this in another podcast. Whatever he created you to do, and you do it, you're worshiping him. Yeah, right. Your life is is a worship. And we don't ever say this, or we might have once. But if you're watching and you're friends with Jesse, friends with me, and you and you don't know Christ, none of this stuff applies to you. (laughs) It doesn't apply to you. We we are talking to those people, those of our friends who call themselves Christ followers. Um, because we want to help them find out more about who God is and who he wants them to be and help bring some understanding to some stuff that we ourselves yeah. 
misunderstood for a long time. Yeah. Um, but also, but also to we want to we want to paint a proper proper picture, picture of right. who God is of and who, who the is. church is supposed to be That's right. for those who may be listening, who may know us, who may follow us, who may yeah. be watching, who don't know God yet, and right. maybe be, they don't know God because they've seen misrepresentations of who right. he is. They've seen, they've right. heard, and been taught or and seen activity of people who call themselves fathers of Christ, yeah. and yeah. it wasn't right. Yeah. And and we fully own that. And part of the motivation of this podcast was to bring some truth and some clarity out into, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. into the, the the space and the air of the world yeah. uh, to hopefully bring some truth not only to believers, but also to to try to to paint a, pro- a real picture of who yeah. that is. And so. This, and, and this, may not apply, this may not apply to you and to show off his skills. But it can apply to you. <laughs> <laughs> it can. If you want. Lord willing. If you Lord want. willing, something. And I love that you said that. That we can paint a picture of what it, what he always, what God always intended it to yeah. be. So that when they finally come to Christ, it's not some, they know exactly what they're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. And not coming in expecting this maybe, whole other yeah. thing. Maybe we just say more properly uncover the prior right. picture of who God is. Yeah. It's who he always was. It's who he always was. You have to right. we piled a lot of mud and mess on it. <laughs> wow. What's up everybody? I see y'all. Hey Ina. Man. Well look, we are about to sign off. Yeah. And again if you guys have it any less. if you guys have any comments, questions if you have any topics you want us to cover, if you want to yell at us because we think we're heretics, whatever it might be, we're open to all of it. Faithchairpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you guys. Hit us up. And as always, follow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. Yes, please join us next time as Jesse and I continue to ask questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture. Until then, we'll see you next time on The Faith Faith Chair. Chair.
Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. Yes, please join us next time as Jesse and I tackle the question, where do we find our refreshing? It's going to be a great discussion. Until then, we'll see you next time on The The Faith Faith Chair. Chair.